Welcome to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. Tonight, my guest host is or guest contributor is Heather Robinson of the New York Post. And tonight, we're still talking about Israel and Hamas. And one of the things that I really want to try to get to understand, I know that Heather is going to share some of the uh, some stories that she has heard from out on the front from different people that she knows. But mm-hmm. one of the things, Heather, that I'm finding just extremely disturbing, mm-hmm. and I've been talking about this on the other shows that we've had, that we've done about this uh, ever since Hamas brutally, viciously attacked Israel almost, mm-hmm. a year, uh, I think about a week or so ago, killing innocent people, women, children, men, grandmas, burning them. I mean, the the torture that they inflicted out of just nowhere. I mean, it's one thing when you're marching to war and people are given mm-hmm. warning, but when you just all at once attack, like we were attacked on September 11th mm-hmm. and Israel being attacked, our ally, mm-hmm. Israel, who has tried all, I mean, they've done everything mm-hmm. to try to live peaceable within a region that they're mm-hmm. surrounded by Muslims. And we're not saying that all Muslims are bad, but within that spectrum, there are some that have taken or bought into this crazy ideology that Israel cannot exist. We don't want them here. They have to leave. So on that fateful day, when these Israelis, these Jewish individuals were somewhere at a party, some were waking up, some were visiting their families, and then just to be brutally attacked. And for our American citizens to say Israel needs to practice restraint, Israel needs to stand down, because these people are trying to live. Like, what, what people are you talking about? They're, they're the resistance. They won't call them terrorists. They will call them everything but terrorists, and they're nothing but terrorists. They're barbarians. They're barbaric. Whenever we read about another group attacking someone so viciously, we don't use names like, oh, well, they're the resistance, and they're just they're, – they're what? You cannot defend what Hamas did the other night or evening in New York City, Brooklyn, a massive riot. It wasn't a protest. It was a riot of people mad that the U.S. wants to help our fellow Jewish brethren and sisters. They're mad about it. And they're saying, oh, this is for the Palestinians. No, it's not. It's for Hamas. Hamas led this attack. And for us to try inside and try to dress it up, we have people in Congress. Well, this might not be something popular to say, but I'm going to say it. Ilhan Omar Rashida Tlaib should be rejected from Congress. They should be removed from Congress. I would go a step farther. The State Department have people working within this confounds that should be kicked out. Because they're working with the enemy. They're working with Iran. And for Joe Biden not being able to call it out, shame on you. So for all you individuals who voted for Joe Biden saying, well, we're going to make things simple again. We want to bring back civility. Oh, really? No, you brought back barbarism. (laughs) This is horrible. Every time I think Mm -hmm. about it, Heather, and the stories get worse and worse. And then for people to try to conflate the two and say, well, what about slavery? It has nothing to do about slavery. It has nothing to do with that. That happened years and years ago. And I dare say this is something else that people won't admit and won't talk about. And it's unfortunate 
that all those mm-hmm. thousands of years ago, unfortunately, slavery was legal until it wasn't legal. So we need to wake up and realize that these sympathizers of terrorists, you're on the wrong side because they don't care mm-hmm. anything about you. They have been successful in infiltrating our country with their ideology and their propaganda, and they will come after you next. They don't care about you. I don't care how many times you want to stand in the streets and say, oh my God, this is not fair. Israel needs to stand down. They don't care about you. Hamas does not care about you. They will kill you just as soon as look at you. Look at what happened on 9-11. Look at what has happened ever since then when they have tried to come in and wreak havoc on our society. They don't care for you. They see you as being the infidel. And as long as they can get their propaganda pushed through you, they will do it and make you a useful tool. Heather, thank you for joining us. What do you have to say? Well, I I hear you, Rob, and I don't disagree. This is coming down to a civilizational conflict. Maybe it always has been. I think, of course, we have to take a deep breath and realize that it's not everybody in the Arab Muslim world, but it is getting to the point where um, a Rubicon has been crossed, I think. We've seen decades of terrorism directed at Israelis We saw 9-11. It's my personal view that Israel is the canary in the cave. They try it in Israel first, and then the pattern is to next hit America, God forbid. There's all kinds of ways to analyze the history, and I don't say that Palestinians don't have their point of view and their struggles and their pain and their humanity, but... This is coming down to um, a war, and you lose all legitimacy when you target children, you gang rape women and drag their bodies through the streets and make videos bragging about it. You drag elderly and children back to become your, your captives. You, you burn alive families with intent. Anybody who supports this or who rationalizes it is is sick and an enemy of civilization. That said, I do think there is legitimate space to be concerned for children on all sides. I think it should be acknowledged that Israel and Israelis and Jews and Christians do everything we can to protect our children. We do not put our weapons near children. We do not use children as shields. We do not hurt other people's children intentionally. And I think if there's one difference that can be starkly anybody who doesn't get it, that's it. That's it. And that's why we have to win. And we will. The question is just how much suffering and pain in the meantime. And I think, I hope that U.S. forces and and Israeli government and forces are doing everything they can to find the hostages. There are certain things, Rob, that I can't even say aloud, but I just hope that they are doing everything they can. I mean, there are some laws of war. I I would never intentionally, you know, sanction the hurting of a child, you know, of a civilian, but I, I hope they're tough with anyone they catch who's part of Hamas, because you know, I, I was watching Fox the other day, 
And Johnny Joey Jones, who's one of the commentators, said something very true. He's a, a veteran of Afghanistan who lost his legs there. He was an explosive ordnance technician, gave his, his legs, you know, to try to disable bombs and protect the lives of our fellow service members and the Afghan people. You know, great guy. I've interviewed him twice. And he said, the truth is, the ugly truth is, war is ugly and nobody's hands are clean in a war. But there are some basic standards we strive to uphold. They do not. And if you're going to go to war, you got to go to win. God forbid, God forbid this escalates. But I think it's us or them, you know, at, at a certain point. And this time, it's not going to be us. It's not going to be Israel. Israel's not going down. And I, I do believe that the Christians of America are not going down, God forbid, without a fight. So these people push it at their peril. I really pray that they stop this. But at the same time, when you look at America and you look at the protests, there have been some peaceful protests that have turned into riots. You look at what happened at the Capitol the rotunda, when you had a group of people going in, pretending to be Jewish, trying to stop an official proceeding, mm -hmm. no one on the left wanted to call them out. No one wanted to say that they were insurrectionist. The media wouldn't say it. They looked the other way. And that's where we have the problem, Heather. President Trump, former President Trump, got it right. And I know that you and I, we disagree on this. But when he called the media out and said, they're the enemy of the people, and not all of them, because we're not. Okay, the New York Post, there are many journalists that are there, they get out there, and they do their best to get it right every mm -hmm. day. Yeah. But then you have those journalists slash commentators who are pushing an agenda because they know now that a lot of Americans are relying on them for information. And when they come out like PMS NBC <laughs> and say that the Israelis are punishing the Palestinians, they're cutting off the water, they're doing X, Y, Z, and when you Meanwhile, look at they're this, they're not doing it. They're not cutting off the water. They're not. And, and Heather, the other thing is, and we've talked about this before, in 2005, when Israel said, here, you can have the Gaza Strip, giving them beachfront property, giving them everything. Greenhouses. And, and what do they do? They go and allow Hamas to come in and take control of the government. Yeah, they got $14 billion, I believe, in greenhouses, which had been built by the farmers, the, the Israelis who lived there. And there was a, a deal made for them. You know, I mean, the international community also has tried again and again to give them all kinds of money and welfare. They're very big consumers of international aid, the Palestinians, for the past 70 years. And they, on top of, um, you know, all the usual money they get, 
the World Bank got together and and bought these greenhouses from the um, settlers who were uprooted and gave these as as a gift to the Palestinians of Gaza. And they those greenhouses were destroyed, looted, and stripped. It was a uh, fourteen. Okay, sorry, it was fourteen million. So not fourteen billion, but um, three thousand greenhouses from Israeli settlers for fourteen million, and they were also given a half a million dollars in cash from former World Bank president James Wolfenson, so that they could start farming um, businesses. And they trashed them. So, I mean, that's just a fact. People don't like to hear that. But it's, you know, this whole idea that they've been starved and isolated and put in a ghetto. And I, look, I'm not saying that their lives or conditions are great. But the world, not Israel, number one, you know, and the world has made many major significant efforts to give them subsidy and jobs and tools to try to build businesses. And they've been completely, um, I mean, look, I don't want to say every person there because maybe some of these people are trapped there under Hamas. I, I don't want to impugn them all. But it's not as if there haven't been major efforts made to try to help them. They've actually gotten a lot more help than a lot of poor people around the world, from what I can see. I mean, I don't see people putting in our American inner cities $14 million of greenhouses or, you know what I mean, businesses or in India or in Africa. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think every poor person gets an opportunity like that. And they have, and they, you know, the leadership has turned Gaza into a complete hellhole. So, you know, you really, it's hard to help people who won't help themselves, Rob. And I, you know, I'm not saying there's nobody there who's a good person. I would never say that. I, you know, if there are people there who want a better life, I sure hope they get out of there. What can I say? I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, they've used this money to brainwash their children, to hate. We see the fruit of this. I was writing and talking about this 20 years ago a great deal. I was very consumed with it as a younger journalist. And I, I went to the West Bank and I, um, you know, I interviewed people who were working directly with Palestinians. I met some Palestinians who were trying to do more positive things. And at the time, you know, I wrote a lot about the incitement issue that I didn't feel U.S. funds should be going to brainwash children in the schools. You know, this has been known for many years and, and the, the left in America downplays it because they believe in giving them subsidy and UNRWA, United Nations Relief and Works Agency, is the the or the agency at the UN that funds. It's, it's a whole agency created solely for the Palestinians, who are the world's, I believe, the world's largest recipients of international aid in human history. And they they keep pumping money into their you know these schools, and it, it it's it's been reported not so much by our liberal media, as you note. They've covered it up. They've not been interested in the story. But conservative media, 
for, for decades now has been reporting about the incitement, especially Christian media, you know, have, have released videos of the children, like you say, being brainwashed in the classrooms, how many, you know, Jews you cross the street and get killed. Uh, and if you, you know, light this many Jews on fire, how many do you have left? I mean, these are these are little kids, innocent children, as all innocent children are innocent being brainwashed with like Nazi propaganda on American and UN dollars. And it's been going on for decades. And, you know, some of those little kids I was writing about 20, 25 years ago are the ones who probably committed this, these massacres. And guess what? America's helped fund it. Heather, we're going to take this up on the other side of the break. We're up against a heartbreak. But this has got to stop. And the question I'm going to put out there before we go to break is, what do they want other than to just get rid of the Jewish community? You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. We'll be back after this brief commercial break. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. And we're back after dark with Robin Andrew and my special guest host, Heather Robinson. When we went to break, Heather pointed out that she has visited Israel. And something that stood out when she was talking is that some of the kids that she saw, innocent kids, Palestinians, Arabs, Muslims, possibly part of this brutal attack that hit Israel. Why? Well, because the powers that be, their schools are teaching them that the Israelis, the Jews, are bad people. 
Fast forward here in the United States, the same thing is being done in our schools. They're teaching our children that if you're a conservative, you're bad and you're evil. And I find it interesting how when families want to send their kids to charter schools outside of the public school spectrum, there is such a big pushback. We don't want that to happen. Now I see why. Now they will say that you're taking money from the public schools. No, they're not. What they're doing is they're taking away those minds that they cannot indoctrinate them. The person who's over the Federal Teachers Association, the biggest, largest teachers union, and I'm going to say this because I've always said this and I've always felt this way. I don't trust her. I think she's dangerous. And ever since she's taken the helm, the curriculum at schools have changed. They're pushing this woke ideology about trans and gays. There's a group called Gay, Gays for Groomers. And they're against all the stuff that's being pushed on our kids. But unfortunately, this union has become so powerful. If you recall, this same union was given the Biden administration or Dr. Fracci speak, well, uh, think, uh, speaking tips or something about COVID for them to write into their policy. This woman is dangerous, Randy Weingartner. She's also been promoted to, she's working on Homeland Security in some capacity, this Homeland Security tied to schools. You know why she's there? Because she wants to look at all the schools that are giving them pushback and saying, we don't want to teach this stuff so that she can rat them out and say, we need for the FBI to go after them. Meanwhile, our FBI is so busy going after American citizens, going after parents who are pushing back on this woke agenda that they can't see that we have a wolf in the sheep house, a wolf in the State Department. As I opened up, I gave you the guy's name who decided the former, what is his name, Josh Paul, a former State Department aide, decided to resign because he doesn't want us giving Israel any fundings, any aid whatsoever, because he feels as if though, well, they're har harming the uh, Palestinians. And you know why? I bet this young man is probably in his late 20s, mid-30s, who's been indoctrinated. If you go back and you look at our school systems and you look at the teachers that are teaching, you will see that they're all woke. Their ideology is completely woke. Their thought process is completely woke, and they feel that it is up to them to save the younger generation. That is the reason why the Biden administration is coming out saying that the children belong to all of us. No, they don't. They want to take away parental rights. That is the reason why he wants pre-K to start as early as three. And I've spoken about this before, Heather. A lot of parents were saying, hooray, hooray, hooray. I don't have to worry about a babysitter. I'll have free child care. But you're signing your child over to the government. We had a guest who come on here, and she spoke about this. This happened in China. And now it's happening in America, as subtle as it is. And you have so many people that are completely oblivious to it. So when I saw Heather, all of these protests, actually riots designed, covered up as being protest, I knew what had happened. This is just the beginning. The curtains had been pulled back. And now we see the result of that so-called public education. It was an indoctrination of these young people infiltrated 
by these woke individuals to tell them Israel is bad. Now you see the anti-Semitism. And for the longest, they've always said, oh, it's on the right. It's the right. It's the right. Donald Trump, he's anti-Semitic. So ironic. The media would run with it. And so now we see it's not, it's not Trump. No. It's many of the progressive Democrats. And I'll go further than that, Rob. As a Jewish American, I feel a lot of gratitude for Christian Americans and conservative Americans who I feel are locking arms with us and see this terrorist monstrous threat for what it is. And I, you know, I feel that the left in America, look, I don't want to paint with too broad a brush. I think there are many Democrats who are decent people who see this for what it is, but it's the, it's the hard left where there's terrible moral confusion and hatred and, and anti-Semitism, not on the right from what I'm seeing. And if anything, I think that we are very blessed. We are very blessed. And, you know, as a Jewish American, I feel uniquely blessed to be here. And I don't take it for granted. Look, I mean, the IDF is, has got this and they are fighting for Jewish life to protect Jewish people. And let's face it, they are the only army in the history of the world that has been dedicated to doing so. They want to fight their own battle, and I respect that too. But believe me when I tell you, Rob, we are so grateful, Jews around the world. I mean, we're locking arms, and we know that this has been our tragic history in you know pretty much everywhere we've been. We are often the canary in the cave. We are often the target of hate. And we kind of don't necessarily expect to have a lot of allies, but the ones we have who can see clearly what's happening, this Jew is very grateful and appreciative of. And I'm all the more committed than ever to being, you know, an American conservative because I see that this is a time for moral clarity and the left doesn't have it. Heather, where do you think we went wrong that, I mean, or do you share my belief somewhat that this was always happening and now we see the full extent of the hate from the left? And I would say the same thing when I'm speaking about Black Americans and how Democrats have been so successful and co-opting the message and telling them, you should vote for us, vote for us, because we're going to help you. They're not going to help you. Mm -hmm. And then when push comes to shove, they show their true colors. You look at what's happening with the illegals, that they're dropping off in black neighborhoods, and they were telling them, be quiet, it's okay, we got this. And now you have black people that are standing up and saying, no, we didn't sign on to this. You guys are just dropping them off in our neighborhoods, and they're creating slums. Crime is going up. We didn't, we didn't agree to this. And you're making these decisions. But when it's time to vote, will black people continue to vote for Democrats? Will the Jewish community, will this wake them up and say, no, we know mm -hmm. that all Democrats aren't bad, but there are a lot that are in power that there has to be a change. What do you think, Heather? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, there are some signs that some Jewish Americans are waking up at least to 
the sad, tragic reality that the, the enemies of Israel are irrational, are hell-bent on Israel's total annihilation. You know, they like to claim they're being genocided, but it's a projection. They, are the, they are the ones who want to commit a genocide. Um, and if they had the power, they would tomorrow. And it appears that a good portion of the world would be cheering them on. You know, that's how it seems to us when we see people celebrating the massacre, intentional massacre of children and rape of women and vicious, sadistic attacks on our people. I mean, this goes beyond coming out in a dignified fashion to ask for, you know, compassion and, and restraint because of civilian Palestinians. I mean, we all saw these. That's not what these demonstrations are. They are orgiastic celebrations of violence. They are undisciplined, um, hate-filled riots. Um, and I think that some Jewish Americans can see you know, you'd have to be blind not to see that this is a malevolent force, you know, on the part of some, I, you know, I won't say all, it isn't everybody, um, but there are, even in our own country, um, people who have, who hate Israel and Israelis to the point that they, you know, they hate Jews, they hate anyone who stands with Israel. And we see this, and I think that some liberal Jews are so, you know, the reality is, Rob, Jews, both in Israel and here, tend to be bridge builders, peace lovers. We, you know, we're completely the polar opposite of Hamas. I mean, we are people who love our children, as do all good people. You know, I'm not trying to say we're different from any civilized person in that way as do American Christians, as do good Muslims. We don't put our zeal or hatred, certainly for someone else, above the well-being of our children. We want so badly for there to be peace that, remember, again and again, Israel, mostly under the leadership of left-leaning prime ministers and you know, with, with many of the left in Israel pushing for it, you know, we have tried to make peace so many times. Israel was even willing Israelis to carve up Jerusalem, which is our holy city in Judaism, all through the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible or Old Testament, as Christians call it. You'll see that, that Jerusalem, you know, we say, if I forget you, cut off my right hand. Like, you know, it's supposed to be, and it has been throughout our history, the centerpiece of our religion and our faith. That land, our promised land, we've returned again and again and again and again. You know, in the time of the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Crusades, there have always been Jews there. They've always been expelled and abused, although some always did remain. But this is the story of Jewish history and of Western civilization, too, which, by the way, the pseudo-intellectuals who call Israelis colonizers are very ignorant. They don't know Western history, or they would know about the continuous presence in that land for thousands of years of Jewish people and all of the enormous, deep archaeological proof of this. And the fact that this is theologically at the center of our religion, you know, and the point is that 
in 2000 with the Oslo Accords, Israel was actually willing to carve up Jerusalem, you know, to create a Palestinian state and give the Palestinians East Jerusalem as its capital. That's how badly we want peace. We want this fighting to be over. We want to be safe. We want our children to be safe. We don't, we, we don't want to hurt these people or their children. But they have waged war again and again and again and again and again by every means they can. They always lose, and then they cry about it to the world. And then they wage war again. And then the world, ta- you know, a certain portion of the world takes their side. I mean... It just keeps repeating, but it's they who are driving this war. And I think that some liberal people, especially Jewish people, can finally see this. It's not to say, you know, we're so much better than that. Look, we're all human. We, but our culture and our way of life honors life. You know, when we say a, a toast in Jew, Jewish families, you know, we say lechayim, to life. That's our toast. These people, the ones who are in charge, the Hamas and their ilk, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, you know, they are worshiping of death. This is a complete cultural civilizational clash, which is a clash with Christianity too, by the way. Christianity and Judaism were very close. One came out of the other, and, you know, it's a very different worldview And so you're dealing with a group of people who believe God wants them to kill and subdue the rest of the world. I don't know how else to put it. I'm not trying to demean. I know there are good Muslims and there are a lot of good people who are Muslim. But the extremists um, at this time, this is what they believe. They're a throwback. Okay, this is something very primitive. It just is. And, you know, we saw it on these videos. I mean, they might as well be in medieval times. And you're talking about them coming to do this to people who are, very, who are highly civilized, highly family-oriented, you know, tremendous commitment to life and preservation of life and learning and study and success orientation and law and order, you know, as American Christians are, too. I mean... You're talking about a totally different mindset, and it just is, I mean, that's undeniable to anyone who looks at these videos and sees, even frankly, the way people are behaving at their so-called protests, which, by the way, got very violent in Brooklyn last night. So I think that we're past the point where people who desperately want peace, you know, I, I understand the feeling in their heart, I share it but they've been in a certain amount of denial. And I think we're past the point where we can be in denial about what we're dealing with here. And so I think some Jews, some American Jews, maybe they will vote Republican finally. I don't know. I don't I say the same thing about black people, that after everything we've gone through and the empty promises by Democrats and I'm sure that there are some Democrats, as you're saying, you're sure that there are some Muslims who have good intentions. Sure. But I question a lot of the motives of a lot of the Democrat leaders who have pushed these lies to the black community for no other mm-hmm. reason than for emotional yeah. reasons for them to keep 
voting for Democrats. We came yeah. up on the, I think, the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington. And all they could say is, we're going to get there. We, 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 we're still going to get you there. I would think they would say, we have made it. Wow, congratulate yourselves. But they couldn't do that because they knew that had they done that, Black people probably would have said, wow, that's right. Your knee isn't on our shoulders. We can now go and live life. And that's how I have always lived my life. I refuse to say, I refuse to let someone say, you can't do this because of the color of your skin or because they're going to hold you back because that fosters hate and anger. So yeah. just imagine what these individuals have been doing to the Palestinian children, Hamas and festering hate. It's because of the yeah. Jews. You can't do this and you can't do that and this. Yeah. And when you look at it, Israel has gone out of its way to give to the Palestinians. And then when you have knuckleheads here in America coming out to protest, and if you were to ask them to give you a history lesson as to what the conflict is about, they could not tell you. They're completely oblivious. They're very yet, ignorant. Still, they're very mm -hmm. ignorant at the low no, ignorance. But let no me say this one thing. And, Sorry. And, and, and to ask them that, they were like, oh, uh, uh, so that lets you know that Whenever there's a protest, oh, they're ready to protest, but they know absolutely nothing. Heather, I'm sorry. We're up on another hard commercial break, but we're going to come back, and I'm going to let you continue your thought during the last half of After Dark with Robin Andrew. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Although things look really dark and dreary, just having this conversation with you tonight, Heather, it's definitely putting things into perspective. And I hope our listeners feel the same way. And I hope that when you were listening, that you reached out to someone and say, hey, 
listen to this conversation. We have a black man, a Christian, and a Jewish woman that have come together. I mean, we're friends, and we can agree to disagree, but it's not going to be such that I can't talk to Heather anymore, or I'm mad at her, or I wish her harm. And this is what we need in the Middle East. We're not going to always agree on everything, and we have our differences, but we need to respect each other. And it's unfortunate what we have seen played out in the streets in many of our large cities, liberal cities, albeit, has been nothing but complete ignorance, as you were saying, Heather, because they don't know the history. And if you try to ask them, they would be dumbfounded. And that's really sad, Heather. What do you say? Well, I think this one simplistic paradigm has been pushed in our universities in this country. Now I'm talking about our country, Rob. I mean, honestly, I kind of, (laughs) I don't want to say I understand or empathize, but I, I can have some more comprehension of how a person who's growing up in Gaza and in the shadow of war and is brainwashed from the time they're a child, a tiny little infant and toddler, is 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 rabidly full of hate who had a person who hasn't had access to information who's being manipulated by uh, a corrupt and evil leadership as opposed to someone in the west who has access to information i in a way i think that's worse who who comes out in support of hamas i mean that's just it's it's i mean I think there's this this simplistic idea. You know, there's an old saying, if everything, if you have only one hammer, everything looks like a nail. It's like, this is the the pseudo-intellectualism of our time is intersectionality, right? It's this idea that everybody who has darker skin is always always in the right in any situation. Anybody who has lighter skin is privileged and bad and took from the others. Anyone who has more is, is always wrong, regardless of the situation. And anyone who has less is always right and um, is the victim. And there's this elevation of the cult of the victim. And regardless of the individuals involved, the circumstances, the history, the tactics anyone's using, you know, you're not allowed to analyze each situation uniquely and rigorously and study the issues, say, as you would if you were in a court of law and there were a fair judge who really took the time to set, not be and, and had, you know, uh, an unemotional, rational approach to be fair to both sides and sift through the evidence and the arguments and the, you know, tactics being used and the, everything and, and try to you know, that's all been, you know, thrown out in the name of this, of being, you know, this is supposed to be education, to use this one simplistic prism to apply to everything. I mean, it's kind of like Marxism or anything that says you can understand every situation, historical, personal, through the lens of capitalism is evil, you know, or, or, you know, religion is bad. You know, it's like, Everybody who's truly educated and is a, you know, a thoughtful, fair person knows nothing in the world is that simple, right? We're a world of individuals. History is dynamic. There are many variables in any situation. There, there is such a thing as free will and ethics, regardless of your circumstances. And, you know, I mean, you may believe we're influenced by our environment or whatever, but I mean, that doesn't 
um, doesn't, you know, free us from any moral agency, right? I mean, those are the, the more rigorous ways of approaching life as an ethical person. But what's being pushed now in our schools here in America, even, is a simplistic, an overly simplistic paradigm. You know, honestly, I think people who are truly intelligent recognize it's stupid. But I think a lot of people who are simple, you know, not intellectuals recognize it's stupid. I think it's sort of the people in between, to be frank, people who think they're smart because they learned this one thing, this same simple idea over and over again in all their classes. They think that that's what makes an educated person is to say, you know, it's the oppressed versus the oppressors and the colonializer, which, you know, there's such a thing as colonialism and, and uh, you know, um, imperialism, but that has nothing to do with this situation. Jewish people have always been in that region. We are the indigenous people, as are they, you know, as are our, I mean, but I mean, if you know anything about anthropology, archaeology, theology, history, you understand that both peoples have a long history in this region, for one. Secondly, if you know modern history of the region, you know the, the wars, the repeated efforts to destroy Israel that failed, that then were replaced by terrorist efforts. You know there have been many attempts to give Palestinians a state, which they rejected in 2000. Arafat completely rejected it. You know, the Gaza withdrawal, the efforts to give them jobs, to help them with the greenhouses, to, I mean, there have been, you know, this whole idea that Israel is this evil apartheid state. I mean, it's just a simple, it's a simplistic, not simple. It's a, you know, an application of a simplistic paradigm that really does not apply in this situation. And it's a refusal to dig into the real history, both ancient and modern, of the region. So this is what's been pushed in the Middle East Studies departments and in colleges and universities in general, Rob, you and I talk about this all the time. It's, you know, it's this same simplistic idea that's being, you know, over applied, which isn't to say that, that black Americans haven't experienced terrible, horrible injustice in this country in the past. And, you know, that these things don't leave scars and, you know, need to be discussed and that there's not such a thing as sensitivity. But to try to apply this in every situation right now in the modern era, you know, now every situation, you know, that, you know, any white person is involved in there, an evil Karen, you know, regardless of, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not that there's zero truth to this, but it, you cannot just use the same one paradigm to analyze everything and think that you're an educated person. But that's, you know, you have to, we all have to deal with many variables and, you know, individual interactions and circumstances and take in new information, right? And weigh it and study the issues and the sides. That's what a real intellectual does. You know, these people are being told that to be a thinker means you just apply this simplistic paradigm to everything. That's what I think has happened in right. our universities. And you're right. And as I mentioned, with as far as with black individuals, it's more so on the emotional spectrum that they push this because they know that if we can appeal to them emotionally, that's it. But I'm hoping that 
within the next election, they see through this. All of them won't. But I hope Alliance sure does. And they say, wait, you guys have been taking our vote for granted. You've been playing on our emotions just to stay in power. Yeah. And I think a lot of them don't really care about black people. The liberals, you know, I, I got to say, and it's true. I, I hate to say it, but it's true. I was caught up in that back in my college days. Then I started to wake up. I like, let me just see this for myself to see, are they helping me? I mean, there's good and there's bad in both parties. But when you look mm-hmm. at the party that we have been devoted to, black people have been devoted to for so many years, and still they keep telling them, you're going to overcome just a little bit more, a little bit more. And then you look at what they've done in our society. They have just like changed things around and they're making black people be just as racist and prejudiced as the people that they have accused of being racist and prejudiced, telling black people, you need your own safe spaces and we're going to hire you because of who you are, because of the color of your skin. When Martin Luther King was so completely against that, he said, they made careers themselves, Rob, this is part of how they get elected. You know, they get elected by playing on your emotions and, you know, they have big careers and their families have go to all the best schools and think tanks and speaking engagements and retire as millionaires. I mean, it's a racket in a sense. I mean, they can keep preaching that they care, you know, and it's the big conservative boogeyman is going to come put you all in chains. But <laughs> yeah, I, I remember Al Gore saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying there's no sincere liberals. I'm not saying nobody oh, no. right. wants things to be more, you know, to have more opportunity and more equality, or that I'm not saying there's no racism and or that there's no people on the, on the left who actually care. I'm just saying a lot of them are full of, you know, what, yep. and, you know, they just, a lot of them don't really have black friends. They don't really, um, I mean, some do, but some of them are just, they're what you call limousine liberals, you know. Limousine liberals, and, and they, they feel as if though they have to help black people. We have to help you. You can't help yourself. And which, when push comes to shove, they're nowhere to be found when, it, when it's toward looking for it, like really helping black people. And now that is a reason why we see so many of them blacks out in the streets completely oblivious as to what's happening in Israel and fully understanding What's happening? But, they're but, just going by what the liberals have said. All oh, the Palestinians, they're they're suffering because of the word that you use when we opened up, colonization. That's the new term now. They're colonizing. And I'm thinking, lot. will you please stop? I'm yeah. not saying they're not suffering, you know. But first of all, there have always been Jews in that region. We are indigenous to the region. Also, we are not a foreign people to that region. So that's the wrong paradigm to begin with. Second, it's their own leadership that has insisted on repeatedly terrorizing and making war and not taking any kind of a pragmatic deal that would help them form their own state and actually build something, do something other than preach to hate. So, you know, they have very little going on culturally that isn't about hating Israel. You know, it's like if they care so much, I mean, why don't the leaders build some playgrounds for these kids why don't they start a music program why don't they have sports teams why don't they you know channel their people's energy in healthier way you know why is it all about you know the hate israel show clearly i mean they're 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 indoctrinating these people i mean talk about an exploitative leadership 
you know, and I, I mean, I think some people in the West realize Hamas is evil, even if they even if they, you know, don't like Israel. I mean, how anyone could deny that? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that it's just it is a shame. And oh, by the way, I wanted to say that there have been expressions of support from black Americans which mean a lot to me, you know, I saw there was something official that came from um, a lot of politicians, some of whom are conservatives, but not all. Uh, I posted it to my Facebook page, uh, Rob, I'm just looking for it. It was, um, it was a letter, you know, in, in solidarity with Israel, which meant a great deal to me. And uh, I think, you know, I don't know if you saw the other day, um, Amari Stoudemire, made a very, very pithy statement about things. I saw that. Right. And I, you know, I really, I appreciated his clarity. And I think most of our American people, I mean, I can't say for sure what the numbers are. And we know the activists and their moral bankruptcy, some of them. But, you right. know, I noticed Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, made an incredibly powerful speech in support of Israelis. And, you know, your fight is our fight. So I believe that most black Americans can see through this. And I think that, you know, the other thing that should be said is that Israel is a very diverse country, by the way. Not that, you know, either of us is hung up on race, but the reality is there are a lot of black Jews. There are Ethiopian brothers and sisters. There are many, many, you know, most half of Israel is Sephardim, Jewish uh, people from within the Arab world whose families stayed there for many millennia for centuries and you know they look dark-skinned you know so israel's a mix israel is a diverse country um racially but people but people don't realize that they don't know it just like when miss israeli came out who happens to be black she came out and but when you have indoctrinated these people our children with false information misinformation they Mm -hmm. don't know it just like we had a conversation we were saying how there are Jews coming from Africa being resettled in Israel. A lot yes. of black people in America, they're completely oblivious to that. They don't know it because the media, the liberal media, wants to keep that information from them because they're afraid if they know the truth, knowledge is power, as they've said, knowledge is power. And if you can get that information to them, they will wake up and denounce what they're hearing and say, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. There yeah. has to be a great awakening. Because the country has been infiltrated by a lot of lies, misinformation coming from the left. Now, Heather, before we go up against the last couple of minutes, I wanted you to share with our listeners some of the stories that you've heard, people that you've contacted. Uh, some of them are good deeds. Some of them, you know, they're, it's, uh, stories of sorrow with family members looking for other family members. Could you share some of that with us? We have like about three minutes Yes. Well, you know, Rob, the thing is, I, um, I don't actually have family who I am aware of in Israel. I'm sure I do, you know, have cousins there like that I never knew. We all do Jewish people probably, but because of the Holocaust, you know, we don't really know. We lost a lot of family. We don't know a lot of our extended, extended family, but I have friends there. Uh, I have a couple friends, close friends. One is, uh, a young woman who's uh, an attorney, she's very left, she's very liberal, you know, true liberal, she's done a lot of work with Palestinians, and she's there, and uh, she didn't doesn't want to leave, she's um, just 
saying that they're just battening down the hatches and, you know, they're very, I mean, she and I don't agree on everything, but we are dear friends. And, you know, she's upset with Netanyahu's government. You know, she is one of those rare Israelis who really would not want to see the invasion happen to crush Hamas. Well, she's mainly concerned about, she's concerned about civilian life on their side and about the hostages, which we all are. We all are. I've been in touch with her. Um, and with uh, another friend of mine who has a family, you know, and he says that, that uh, you know, they're just praying for, you know, for the safety of our troops and for all innocent people. I have a good friend whose brothers are both on the front lines in the IDF, and he's in New York. Uh, and he said that they just feel that, you know, Jews around the world, we have to lock arms, you know. We know that... It's, you know, it's, it's us against the world, except that we think Christians also understand. And that's what it's coming down to. Um, I, I heard another story from New York, Rob. My friend was there and she was near the Lexington Avenue Armory. And she saw some American armies, army soldiers and officers who were there. And, you know, she just thanked them for their heroism their protection you know and and she said they said to her well you know where are you from and she said well you know i'm from israel and she said one of them you know was smoking a cigarette and he put out the cigarette and he went and hugged her and said god bless you you know we are with you we support you and she said another man an african-american soldier who was receiving an award said i wish i could go fight shoulder to shoulder with the idf this is a fight for humanity. So, you know, this powerful. was very comforting. Yes. It's very powerful. And it, it just lets you know that Israel is not alone. There are people exactly. here in America that support what's happening. We support our fellow brethren, uh, despite what we're seeing on the news with these radicals that have been indoctrinated with misinformation. We stand together in solidarity with Israel. God bless America, and God bless the state of Israel. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlawed platform. Thank you for joining us. Be safe. And as my dear friend Andrew would always say, stand for something, a fall for nothing. God bless. Good night. Good night.